take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. <laughs> he just started that bitch right then there. Like, no warnings. I just look over and boom. Yeah. Shit's happening. Yeah. The ball was dropped. Yeah. Well, no, the hammer was dropped. I think that's what I meant. So, another episode from the pit, but two instead of four of us. Yeah. I also forgot to ask Tom if he wanted to sit in on this one, but... Yeah, he doesn't want to do shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously going to a, a, a Six Flags was um, too strenuous. I can see that. I remember that was too strenuous for you. Look, it's been a whole day. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with it's been one week. Since you looked at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I was hoping where that was going. <laughs> oh. But, you know, amusement rides, contrary to the name, can be very, very stressful. Yeah. Very vigorous movement. Yeah. Actually... This morning, I saw there was an amusement ride that, like, the roller coaster, like, I think came off a bit. Like, I mean, isn't that, like... No, it wasn't a bit. It just came can't. <laughs> That's more common than, like, babies falling in the animal enclosures. Yeah. That shit, uh, is no Maybe good. Maybe we should shoot the fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out back behind the shed. Just blast it one good in front of the fucking bumper cars. You have Knock to pull the sheet off. over so you can see the silhouette of it. <laughs> There's an orchestra playing. What <laughs> happens? <laughs> uh, yeah, they left us alone to do a podcast. <laughs> those, <together>. those fools! <laughs> yeah, we, we've done this before. It yes. Fine. So, um, so how's your week been? Actually, pretty good. Yeah? I, uh, I'm still waiting on my Unleash the Archer CD. Well, you know, coming from Canada. Yeah. And my cassettes finally shipped today that I've been waiting on for, like, over a week. Well, yeah. I know. I I, I never expect them to move quickly. <laughs> it's a cassette in vinyl shop. An old man in a lonely tower has been climbing a ladder. I don't even know if it's just one man, if it's a group of people. No, or... it's, it's one. Probably. <laughs> he's he's kind of like Deckard Kane. Oh, man, I should stay Wait, and listen. listen to my cassettes. It's like, what? He was in, I don't he was have in, any change. He was into harsh noise before it was even known. <laughs> he was born in he a was, machine plant. He was, he was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> born in a machine, why did I say, in a, in a, clock factory across the street <laughs> no, from a airport <laughs> with a with an aluminum factory with a with a, <laughs> with a, a tardy lawn serviceman <laughs> occasional lawnmower sound <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I am also this actually just today I ordered uh one of Ragnarok Prophecies albums, one that I actually talked about on the videos we used to do. So, pretty excited for that to come in. That'd probably be in our two weeks. The Ragnarok Prophecies? 
Yeah. That's what, yeah. That, that first song, um, what the fuck, it starts with an M. If that's not the, the song, that's the album. Oh, uh, That's, yeah, M- Macaria or something like that. Macaria, Santeria. No, it's a, it's the start of a series of albums that's going to tell, like, a whole story. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, yeah, no, I enjoy it. It's, uh... It's definitely worth a listen, at least. I yes, mean, and you can... It's got a lot of elements to it. I like the variety of the it's, riffage. Yeah, they, it's labeled as melodic death metal, but it's feels like so kinda much like, It's It is and it isn't. Like, it's kind of just what, in my most humble opinion, I think death metal should be aiming towards. Yeah, it's... Like, at this point, like... As, as I told you... No, that's you, not even fair. Never mind. Nix that. I said, the way I described it to you, I was like, I feel like it's death metal with the, like, that epic feel of power metal. Like, it's got something, like, it's got that big, like, epic sound to it. Not quite symphonic, but, like, a, a fullness. Yes. And it's really cool. I know, especially with that album, you can pick up, like, a hard copy of the CD for ten bucks. Um, that's like limited edition though, but there's still more. I was able to get one today. I highly suggest picking up, or you can download the album for name your price. Don't be a dick. Give them something. Yes. (coughs) And this is definitely a, uh, an act that is well deserving of it. I mean, oh, it's so good. You, uh, you're weak? Uh, hmm. Well, we saw Scary Movie 5. Was that 5? <coughs> it was, um, it was no worse than 3 or yeah. 4. It was no better than 3 or 4. I feel like those movies but always... It was funny. Those movies always get, like, shit on for being garbage. Oh, come on. But, like, what did you really want? But that's the thing. When you watch it, do you laugh? Almost always. There you go. I didn't like the first two as much as the latter oh. few. But maybe if I went back and watched them through less hate-filled. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's certain moments, with, uh, like, especially with comedy movies, where like people say, oh, it's dumb. Or something like that. Well, those are the same people that probably wouldn't like, like, uh... Naked Gun or uh, Hot Shot or yeah, like it's just kind of a area of it's, comedy. It's goofy, but it it makes you laugh. Like over the top, outrageous, like almost slapsticky at times. Yeah, no, it's it's good. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Would I you think... have any? Would you have any last words for the victim? Run, bitch, run. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, fuck, fuck my face. We watched, uh, Alan Tutorial. Yeah, it was dark. Dark. Holy shit. I wish um, Phil was here to talk about that. Actually, I think I might wait. Yeah. Because he can add more to it than just me. So we'll, we'll shelf the, uh, the Alan, Alan tutorials. tutorials. This house has people in it and, uh, unedited footage of a bear. 
<laughs> um, hey, you can do homework this week. You can yeah. watch them, and then tune back in, and we'll have a little bit of a discussion. You can then write hate letters to us of why we made you watch this. And that shit's quality. Oh, it if is. If you're into the weird and unsettling. It, but that's it's very, um, yeah, it's very unsettling. And um, a good source for explanation videos, if that's your thing, you know, spending long, long, oppressive periods of time on YouTube, and then, uh, yeah, um, Nightmind was the uh, mm-hmm. was that channel. I recommend that if you're into any of the other oddities of the internet. Does a pretty pretty bang up job of uh, giving a a good perspective on what. The answers could be. Yes. Um. Otherwise, this week. Hmm. Anything uh. In the metal realm that. Yeah, I mean, as far as talking about the um. Ragnarok prophecy. Yes. Um, we were listening to that band earlier that I thought was worth talking about. Um. Oh. Um. Yeah, the B, right? Yeah, Bellacor. Yes. The vessels. I was kind of in the same vein as Ragnarok. Maybe a little less technical. They reminded me, like, some of the feels reminded me of, uh, like, Amana Marth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's that, like, uh, almost Viking-esque. Yeah, or, like, yeah. In the vocals, definitely. Mm-hmm. Which I am always down for. <laughs> Yeah, they were decent. Um, there was uh, I found them on the Metal Injection like uh, releases of last week. Yes, I think it was last Tuesday. Um, there were other things I didn't really get to intimately look through. No. The only one I can remember offhand is the Browning, and if that's your thing, check it out. It's like what we like what I would call a new core mixed with a. Keyboard synthesizer, like nothing more than that. It, I got my hopes up because it was labeled as deathcore with EDM, and I was yeah, like, no, "That like, seems interesting." I listened to their whole first album all the way through a few times, and I like it was just out of my phase of, of obsessively writing on Fruity Loops all the time. So I was like, "This is neat," but. It never really grew on me in any sort of, like, real sort of way. I mean, the vocals, the the screaming dude, just, uh, it's like, for whatever reason, no, you know, no offense to that dude, but, like, I can't really take that, um, like, oh, what was, like, how could I describe it? Um, not, and I always want to say Pig Destroyer, but it's Job for a Cowboy, and it's, like, the, when he does, like, the Bree type thing. Like, oh, yeah. It was just there's a little too much like pig squeal that's in his screaming and I just like I don't like it so I I'm ne- not going to listen to the rest of it. I think I've only heard one band do like like pig squeal. I don't hate Job for a Cowboy either. It's just that's like the easiest way I can describe certain things. I'm going to say um <laughs> I think I've only heard like one band do like pig squealish kind of vocals and like it and that's what was Buckshot facelift. I didn't. I know really, you hated them. Didn't really like that. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I dug the shit out of that. They were like passing seconds, like maybe like five second chunks of time that I was like, this is neat. But all in all, not really my thing. That's why there's chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> That's why there's chocolate and chili chocolate and salted chocolate and salted caramel chocolate and almond chocolate and almond with chili chocolate. Fuck white chocolate. Fucking ate you. It's the same thing with metal. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Well, you, uh, you know, hard music, heavy music. Ooh. No, uh. Well, with metal, especially because, you know, you take, pick one of the genres, like, say, death metal, and then you have all the subgenres of death metal. Right. Even though death metal is already a subgenre of metal. Right. It's a tree. Yeah. It's pretty much a tree. Of doom. And at the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> we have a phallic metaphor. Mmm. Mephalica? Faptalica? We did that. We did? No. I'm just saying, no one's here to keep us in check. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in... This isn't even really news. We're going to talk about it just because I kind of feel like it. So, that dude, the Zenith Passage, the drummer, mm-hmm. he stole a vape from a guy. An e-cigarette, if you will. And then, like, they got in a hold of each other because the dude was caught on tape and he, like, was like, I'm so sorry I was drunk. And his bandmates were like, we're so sorry he was drunk. And fortunately, like, the band took the responsibility of, um, like, taking the other band they toured with out of it. And, like, they mm-hmm. had nothing to do with it. This was totally our fault. This was totally our fucking dumb drummer's fault. And it's like, you know, you, ha- you get invited somewhere to play a show somewhere. With a well-respected band with a yeah the faceless yeah like and you did a real dumb thing and you got caught like and then the faceless tried to bone up and like pay for that shit so like uh and a very non-grammatical apology from the dude oh dude it was rough to read oh it was like uh, one whole sentence just didn't english right (laughs) and it's like you know it's a good thing you're going to send it back. It's a good thing you got in contact with them and didn't just, like, deny shit. But, like, I don't know. The whole, oh, I was, I was blackout drunk excuse is kind of, like, I feel like half-assed. he wouldn't have sent it back if he didn't get caught. I mean, it's the, it's the at this point, I'm just going to call it the pulling a fill. Yeah. Because that was Phil and Salmo's first go-to. Is like, I'm going to, I was drunk. Okay. Right. I, uh... That never got in your way before. I'm not a fan of that excuse. No, nah, never it's, have been. There's a, not metal, but there's a With the Punches song where the line is, just remember you can't blame every awful thing you do on being wasted. Nope. It's the truth. Mm. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> so... Good luck on uh, getting fucking gigs, guys. Maybe you should kick that dude out. I can't see 
that can't be something like they're gonna make a whole lot of money off of selling either. Look, if the guy was actually like, because I mean, he was really sticking to the whole he was wasted. He doesn't, you know, here's the, your thing back. You know, this is my story, sort of thing. But it's like, like I'd said initially, you got invited to go out somewhere. Like, everybody likes to party, have a good time, especially in metal bands. Like, not saying you shouldn't do that, but you know, be a professional. Mm-hmm. Don't Ugh. don't be Axl Rose. He's a punk bitch. He's a punk bitch. So I don't know enough about this story, but we could talk about it just because. A little, little chit chat. Little a little rhetoric. Um. So he, I, I heard about him playing a show. Whether this is a show yet to be played, or a show that had been played. I mean, I don't know the status on him and his dumb fucking foot, <laughs> but <laughs> he apparently has been persuaded to play a show or was previously let's just further assume that I am not entirely sure on the timeline of this event so I'm not going to keep saying double speak alright but he needed a chair to play this like gigaplex show with his like dumb little foot and like he wasn't going to do it without the chair and a lot of people were like you know that's kind of lame that you know there was this like caveat to the event and I feel like when you're going to see a, a band such as like Guns N' Roses or something, some big name you want to see a performance I thought see I don't know if that's all it right there I mean we were let, let's just pretend all of this is hypothetics let's pretend like Axl Rose is just a big pussy and you know he's been <coughs> he's putting his pride you know before his his art mm-hmm. um there have been other people who have hurt themselves mid-act and continued the entire performance without aid of a chair yes dave grohl dude from i believe it was from dillinger i think you're right had like a broken finger or something like that and continued to play and damaged <laughs> for, had further injury during said show well every rose <laughs> has its thorn that, yeah yeah, I do believe that's the one yeah every rose has its scout <laughs> <laughs> hey who knows maybe oh. maybe he needs the chair because he's getting heavier I now have an image of him in one of those scooters fat axle <laughs> yeah that'd be an interesting street fighter character is that a street fighter? Yeah, he's sleeping. Of course he's sleeping. No, he says he's not, but he's just he's aware and conscious as he <laughs> sleeps. <laughs> now I guess on the back to Drunk Drummer on the same lines of I guess a certain behavior. But not the main behavior of this person. We watched something. Uh what was that? Was that Friday or Saturday? We watched the uh, documentary on Jaco Pastorius. It doesn't matter which day. No. But we did. Sorry, I was kind of zoning out thinking about the title of the show. I was like, we should call it Metal Wimps. And then <laughs> you just brought up Jaco, and I'm like, fuck. Well, it's 
music related, not metal related, but no, but I wouldn't want to name the episode Metal Wimps and then talk about Jocko. This is very, the, that the is not greatest impl- bass player of all time. That is not an implication I would like to make. No, but uh, that shit was depressing. It was. It was like there was a lot of it that was cool, but oh yeah, the beginning I, bit was very uplifting. Yeah, like, like, his whole rise to popularity and yeah, his I mean, skill in general is exposure to music. I'll say it from the very like his very beginnings as a small child, just listening to music and being able to damn near comprehend it at a very young age. I mean, he he changed the way bass was played pretty much. That's and you also would like to wonder, at least I did, if he would have been further influenced by the other things going on right now because I mean he said himself he was no stranger to I mean you know he grew up listening to you know, culture mm-hmm. not just genres you know what I mean like he heard big band and he like, big band be Cuban in, what would have, what would Gent have done for him or like you know Steve Vai or it was so cool to hear how he Tool it was cool to hear him when he's being talked to and people were talking about different genres of music. Like, he didn't believe in the rules of genres. Right. Like, music's music. You play you play what's good. Like, um, he was, I know he said the one person that for a year he toured with a country band. Like, that's not what you'd expect a, someone who's like the greatest bass player to, it's like country. What are you doing? But he appreciated all music, which probably led to him being as good as he was at his in, at really anything. But yeah, I mean, he's he definitely achieved at what thirty four. I think yeah. He achieved virtuoso without a fucking doubt to be pushing the boundaries so hard. That album he put out that was unrecognized by the label was obviously a masterwork. I you, mean, you are a virtuoso at that point. Like, is undeniable. Like the, the that that opening song on that album, uh, Crisis. Like, oh yeah, that was cool. And I apparently, I think I, that was, if I recall correctly, that was, <clears throat> let's have people play stuff without hearing each other's parts originally and kind of compile it. I mean, it also sounded like it was a, a leading rhythm, like the bass, and then the next section was maybe uh, like a half step off, and the next step was a half step off, so it almost ran into itself. Right. It was really cool, and it's a shame that it sounded like Ego dictated a lot of the response um, from the from the label, and shitty Ego at that. Oh, yeah, well, you also have to keep in mind, he was... Compared to everyone else, like in the game, he was young. Oh yeah, he was really young. I mean, and he's just bad. showing these. He's showing these older, like jazz cats or fusion cats, like what's up? Like, you don't know shit. Yeah, but I mean, at a point, like, I mean, I could understand being salty momentarily, like when Rousey got beat by uh, Misha. No, no, it was um. I know who you're talking Tom. about. Who who did <laughs> who dethroned Rousey? 
Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes, yeah. And then she got immediately dethroned. But I was salty about that for a little while, and then I decided, no, she deserved that shit. She fucking tore her apart. That... I still love a lot of people's reaction. That the fact that he used to introduce himself... It's like, oh, I'm Jacob Storis. I'm the greatest bass player in the world. He fucking... Uh, who's the boxer that just died? Terrible, Muhammad Ali. Terrible at names. But yeah, he Muhammad Ali that shit. Yeah, he did. Like, And most <laughs> people were like, yeah, shut the fuck up. And then they'd hear him play. And it would be like, well, <laughs> shit, it's the greatest bass player in the world. Well, because it wasn't only his technique. It was his actual application of the bass. Yeah. He snapped frets off like... Yeah, that's... And the fact that... Because he had that exposure to Big Band. I mean, he wanted an upright, but he didn't want to deal with the conditions. Well, he tried. Yeah, and it exploded. Because <laughs> <laughs> he lived in a high humidity area. That The sadness that that would cause. And he spent more money than I could afford to spend right now. Like, what, 30 years or 20, 30 years yep. ago? So. That's... And it's now one of those things that, like, like most people looking back on it, the reason why his music had so much feel to it and well, is because he played via emotion. Mm-hmm. And because of his... Uh, he was bipolar because of that. There was definitely suffering and that would come through, which made great music, but it's a shame that that had to be there. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't know that I believe that his skill may not have been there, but I, I think it, it might be the, fair to assume that the pieces we got, I guess. I no, I, I more think that it would just be a bit of the artistry, a bit of the chaos in his music may not have been there because right. I think that's where it was coming from. Um, but either way, I mean, he may have very well gotten diagnosed and and fair treatment if he didn't get his fucking head smashed in. Right. Yeah. Uh God damn. Yeah. That's that was a very sad end to a very happy beginning. Yeah, I mean, you went from a person who I mean, he had four kids? Yeah, he had cuz he had two wives and two kids each. Yeah, I think. I think that's how it worked out. And that's a shame like Well, I mean, at least, you know, I mean, they're the children are playing, which is yes amazing. Uh, it sounds like the one kid is uh, good, a really good, good bass player. It was the story itself. Also, just said he went from kind of nobody, just playing gigs, just in within towns. Well, what would he do? He would walk around with his bass in his case, and his bass case would carry everything he had. Yes like what four articles of clothing or, or mm-hmm. was it yeah I think it's like two pants two shirts and what he wore on him plus his money in a sock mm-hmm. um, which most of it he would send to his when he was in his first relationship to his wife and kids yeah I mean yeah yeah I mean I guess maybe he was getting like cause I mean he you know they had made mention of him like any other Rocker, you know, kind of doing drugs and shit. Like it was the, I think that was more towards the, towards the latter, the end. Um, lots of drinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that that very well could be part of the reason he had some relationship issues. But I mean, like that was all obviously coming from mental strife. 
Yeah, that's... I was saying, though, in the beginning, he... He was grown to this popularity who was probably then also making, at some point, making some Good some money, coin. some decent bread. And then towards the end, being, like, homeless. Yeah, that's definitely what it seemed like. And then, not only that, but it seems like at least some of the people he'd worked with previously knew that wasn't who he was. But, like, when he had that night where he played a set with that jazz singer woman. Yeah. Like, you could tell by her statement that she, uh, you know, she probably knew he wasn't in a good place. Yes. So she, there was, I would assume there wasn't a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, that's. That was rough. That was a that was a rough story. Mm-hmm. Definitely. As far as uh, follow-ups to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a new Periphery track that dropped recently uh, off their new album. Don't know what the album is because after I listened to the song, I was thoroughly unimpressed. Like Misha Mansoor, I believe, is the singer. Oh, I should probably look that shit up. I don't know names. Um, the lead singer of Periphery has been like doing all kinds of shit lately. Maybe that's why the album. Maybe that's why that track sounded a little bit uninspired. But, I mean, they kind of get some crazy accolades as a group. So I I guess I just expected a little bit more. The vocals were great towards the end. But in the beginning where it kind of counts because that's where you, <laughs> you retain a lot of listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, just wasn't anything. I, I don't know. It just wasn't, you, wasn't digging it. When you threw it on, I was like... Blah. Yeah, no, I mean, some of the guitar work, some of the shit in the beginning was kind of neat. Like, it had a, an aggressive opening. Um, but, yeah, no, the blah was set, settling in right towards the crappy vocals, where it was like, this is a genti, a genti style, like, proggy metal song. Like, they're kind of doing the breakdown thing in the beginning with the heavy vocals. Um, there wasn't a lot of, like, noteworthy, memorable lead. And then it just too quickly devolved to sing-songy, like, stuff. See, what had happened was, you put that on, then you put on Enter Shikari, which was so good. Oh, man, can we talk about them for a minute? I was going to say, then I put on Ragnarok Prophecy. So, that just, I don't even remember any of that. Yeah, and then we put on August Burns Red. Yeah, like, so that mediocrity got blasted out of the house. Yeah, no, it's a shame. Because, like I said, dude is like... uh, Like, he's... I don't know. I wanted more. Mm Mm-hmm. I expected more. Maybe the whole gent prog movement is just moving away from me. I don't know. I thought it was cool in the beginning. 
Well, just like anything else, it you have something that is new, but then everyone kind of wants to try their hand at it. Yes. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, eventually, hopefully, the cream will rise. Yes. Um, the cream and the crap. The cream <laughs> and the crap. <laughs> <laughs> One day we got to do the Macho Man Randy Savage hour. Everyone talking like Macho Man. <laughs> Even Nessa. <laughs> yeah, she's not having that. Yeah. Gent. It's hit or miss. Like, I feel like anymore it's either going to be that band is going to be fantastic or you're going to be like, I'm done. Yeah, and what's a shame is like, now, uh, somebody else said this recently, but I couldn't agree with it more, but we're starting to gravitate back towards simpler music. Yeah, because... I know I was talking about that just because, like, I get, like, a lot of this stuff is, you know, it's still, it's heavy and stuff like that, but I can't move to it. Right. I can't, Gent has, I can't just, Gent has zero rhythm. I can't start headbanging to it. Like, whereas you put something on, like, Wasteland Riders or, like, Skullbasters, something on that level, any, like, right. thrashy or something like that, it's got that. It still hits that primal yeah. nerve. Yeah, so you're like, fuck yeah. And also, sometimes the whole... Interesting side topic. Um, so this band, 25 to Life, mm-hmm. you maybe probably read it on the Metal Injection website, um, played a set without a drummer. They're like a hardcore band. Oh. Apparently it didn't go very well. No. I, I, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, we're, like you were just saying, a lot of what I enjoy is the rhythm is the is like that's why I like breakdowns because after like a really intense song that was well written to break it down to like the primal like heartbeat of a an emotion like rage that's uh it's great it's mainline that shit you get me some double bass going just constantly yeah I'm gonna be like woo like but there's there's certain like uh, I don't even know how to explain like master riffs, like no, I OG riffs, like <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes a an open like uh, I guess a uh, chug, not even an open chug, but a um like just a, a note ringing out with double bass behind it. Just I'm like I'm fucking there. We're good. I don't disagree. Uh, I was also gonna say like sometimes with the, I hate the, and it's not the band's fault. It's usually sometimes the people that listen to the uh, like some of the techno stuff. There's like this almost like snooty attitude about if something's not in some crazy timing or anything. That's like, I'm so much above that. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like a main division between certain genres and why there's elitists in both groups uh, I, I, I don't I don't want a snooty attitude to metal that's not metal like I was like that 
we were just watching that Mirker, uh, her answer to her haters from her album last year. Mm-hmm. No, it's... Like, metal should be that, like, bastard music that you can drink beers and be kind of rowdy. Like, not... I don't want to see someone, like, a crowd full of people sitting in chairs in, like, suits. My earliest memory of metal, I'm talking about earliest, earliest, was Led Zeppelin. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, like... With the, uh, like, with the high-pitched vocals and shit. So good. It's, like, oh, fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Love Led Zeppelin. My first metal... I guess we'll say my first metal that would be Ozzy. Fucking Blizzard of Oz. Uh, yeah. I wish I was introduced to Ozzy much earlier, and I don't want the crazy train bullshit. That was like that will always be my least favorite Ozzy song. That's off Blizzard of Oz. That yeah. is the second track. But no. But you know why? It's because after that sweet intro, they pick the happiest chords to start playing. That's the, that was probably the the verse riff was bad. But when it gets back to the like yeah the yeah course, sure the, like that was still cool sounding. Yeah. I agree. It was the... <laughs> You're like, oh, this is this is not hard at all. Terrible. Terrible choice. Yeah, it... They had, like, like the heaviest Some riff. of the songs they've played. Yeah, some of the riffs they've written. And it's like, what the fuck were you thinking? Someone having a really good day? Like... <laughs> I'm just having a great day. I'm going to write this riff here right now. Yes, they were. Did you see their budget for cocaine? That's what I mean. It's like, come on. Shit. <laughs> you need to get some dope up in that hotel. Oh, Jesus. But that was a... For someone who's in, like, you know, first grade, that's... That's a good start. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That alongside Kiss. Like... <laughs> <laughs> See, I, By I, virtue of my father, we were we were a Led Zeppelin house. My dad, like, after started introducing me to the Led Zeppelin, the Pink Floyd. Nice. And I still say, like, even as a child, not playing any instrument, like, I listened to Pink Floyd, and I was, like, I understood that that was intelligent music. Yeah, they, I, it's, yeah. <laughs> they somehow make that apparent to people even before they really understand music mm-hmm. it's like this is I'm hearing something something here they're very much their own thing like yeah that's fair <laughs> apparently when my dad was younger my grandmother would tell him that he shouldn't listen to that because it's for acid heads <laughs> That's that's also fair. <laughs> Me, mom, or Nana wasn't Nana wasn't, wasn't wrong. <laughs> and back in the day when acid was really bad. Uh, yeah. From what I understand, it was only certain batches that were really bad. The other batches were very good. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so Mirker was a. Uh, Bashing on her haters, very passive aggressively. Yeah, no, it was excellent. Um, she made a very 
astute observation that the haters in any group aren't getting anything out of their interest mm-hmm. other than hatred. So they're a waste. Yes, and... That's fair. Like, a lot of these people are complaining because, as we all know in the black metal community, there's people who only want, like, that specific... There's a very specific sound that they want, and that's all that they want. Well, the most embarrassing thing about all that was she was getting most of the hate from American black metal fans. So they can, hilarious. They, they can fuck right the fuck off. But... I mean, like, the, the like, practically, like religious black metal f- American yeah. fan. Like, look, you can be you can be a casual fan like you and me, but let, let's end it there. It was the... She actually she put it really well with... It's like, is that what you really want? When you think about it that way, all it is is like one person then looking in the mirror and there being a whole bunch of mirrors and it's like, what are you doing? You're not furthering anything. You're It's just the same thing over and over again. Whereas you have to let it grow and... Which, yeah, as I've said before, like, I love the direction that black metal has gone to. Or the, the way it's branching out, because it's going in different directions. Yes, yes. There's even people who have gone, like, say a band like Axnar, who take that low, like, low, like, dirty sound and push it even dirtier. Like, and mix it with, like, noise elements. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh... You thought it was nasty before? No, we can do it nastier. Let's make this fucking scummy as shit. <laughs> Which, I'm a fan of of both directions. x is cool. They are. It's so rough. <laughs> I mean, but we are in a world where we can have something like that alongside something like Mirker. Yeah. Diversity Alongside a- new fucking Skeleton Witch, are you kidding me? Oh, I want that album now. I will buy that instantly. <sighs> I didn't see myself being excited about a Skeleton Witch album. Mm-hmm. That, once again, I, I'm very much learning that I really enjoy epic-sounding things. And that's falling into that. In the right context... Mm-hmm. I've heard epic songs that just fall flat on their face because they they are like that cheesy caricature of a D and D game. I love that shit. <laughs> I like it when it's not a cheesy caricature of itself. When it's good, like I remember, was it Battlecross or War, not Warbringer? Maybe it's Battlecross. It's not important. I know it's not. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. Not important. But. Uh, Hammerfall? <laughs> I fucking love that shit. <laughs> but that sounds good. Fuck right, it does. <laughs> Any. You. Like, I don't know. All those songs about, like. Battle and moonlight gleaming off shields. And when I was like, I dig it. Well. I don't know. I wish Phil was here because I'd like to see his take on, in general, power, power metal and stuff. 
Is there power violence? Power violence? Yeah. yeah. That's not at all power metal. But, but I mean, like, how do you describe power violence with power metal riffage? You don't. Did I put you in a box? <laughs> you, you, you don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. Why? Why? Yes, it is. Anything is possible, Franklin. Dividing by zero is not possible. You don't know that. There's numbers that, in theory. We'll see. <laughs> Stephen Hawking drops that shit on see. us. <laughs> he said a lot of things. No, I'm saying like he actually figures it out. Oh please. I'm still trying to comprehend. Isn't he still running on AOL? <laughs> I'm still trying to comprehend power violence with power metal riffs. I think it sounds good. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I feel like power violence strictly needs, like, grindcore riffs or black metal riffs or something of that nature to you need to listen to circle takes the square i'm aware i'm i'm aware they were like almost that that was they were like the progenitors of that i used to listen to them in the same time period i was listening to like trophy scars interesting yeah 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 Oh, one of our kids I hung out with, like, usually was one of those two bands that was coming on. Hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, uh, it was a weird, uh... There's, like, a time period where, like, they were, like, following, like, anytime Trophy Scars was even remotely close like they'd run to shows trophy scars i'm barely familiar with but mm -hmm. circle takes the square very familiar mm -hmm. tried to see them three times i only saw them once got to see them though that's yeah no i got to see them the other two times some fucking bullshit happened when we showed up they're like oh circle takes the square will be here tonight you could listen to this band called transistor transistor that sounds like, great. Oh, it was fucking awful. And guess what? The second time when they didn't show up, guess who they fucking subbed in? Transistor, transistor. Yeah. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, I can't believe I have to sit here and listen to this band set again. This is fucking bullshit. What if that was like some weird joke that they do where like <laughs> they're actually transistor, transistor? No, totally different people. All right. I knew what they looked like, and it, it was not them. <laughs> fucking sucked. That fucking band. If you can hear me, fuck your shit. I don't want to hear it. I've gone to, like, power metal shows, and sometimes the opening acts for bands like that are... Woo! Yeah, no. I saw number 12 looks like you at the Lizard Lounge in... Uh, that place where my buddy went to college. Um, Joe Burley. Lancaster. Um words uh there was a band and I, the name's escaping me it was maybe it was the suicide pact or the blackout pact 
or some shit. It sounds awful. It was fucking awful. And it was out of place. Like, number 12 looks like you. This shit. Like. There was, uh, who did I go to see? Oh, and there was no fucking moshing at that show. Oh. It was, I mean, we did anyway, but, like, they were bitching and shit. It was lame. There was, um, shit, was it? I think it's when I saw Nightwish. Mm. And one of the opening acts, A, the vocalist sounded like Goldar. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a, and then at one point they had some dude like walk, Sounds awesome. walking around on the stage with like a, a weird like skull mask. And I think he had like a fake knife and like not quite a robe, but it wanted to be a robe. Dude, we saw Foxy Shazam, and the, this lead singer was absolutely on acid. <coughs> like, at the end of the show, he got down all, all of his uh, hands and fours. <laughs> his hands and knees. And started just, like, shaking his head around and walked out of the venue through the people. <laughs> like that. It's weird. But it was a great show. Yeah, this this part of the show was not great. It was just like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it was very out of place and <coughs> Nope. None of none of our viewers are gonna know AJ. But I got him to a uh a um an Albatross show. Yes. Um Kangastron was also there. I guess to put this in perspective for everybody, um, this is a dude who strictly does not like screaming music, mm -hmm. and this was more or less a grind show. And this dickhead liked it. Like I don't know if it was because he was there, maybe like, like me being at a hockey game. Like don't fucking ask me to watch hockey unless we're going to it. And I still I was... don't want to go to it, but if I have no other choice, I will prefer it there to be i was gonna say to be fair like you th show baseball on tv and i'm like oh my god <laughs> kill me yeah but the few times i've gone to like a game i've enjoyed myself yeah like, yeah no it's better there like and it's weird it's not like an enjoy myself like i'm screaming and all that like i'm just watching focused the game, watching yeah, the game yeah, like yeah. and i'm I'm just relaxing. I don't know. Like, it was a lot easier to watch hockey when, like, the shit isn't stopping every five seconds and changing perspective. Brought to you know. by Geico. Yeah, no. I can actually, like, watch the puck. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat concept. I don't know that I want to go to a football game. No. It seems awful. Kind of does. A little stuffy. Yeah. I was uh, theoretically fucking baked. When we went to the most recent hockey game. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that was a good idea until I get out of the little, like, hallway that injects you into the no, stadium. No, about, yeah. And this you're shit on an is upper on. Level? Yeah, we were up high enough, and these steps are, like, fucking yeah. six, like six inches. So you're, like, half footing your way up this fucking incline, this, like, Everest of yeah. all these screaming idiots. And. I got there, and then I was like, I'm sitting there, and I feel like I'm falling forward the whole time. And I'm just like, 
I'm way too hypothetically baked for this. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> it was enjoyable by the end, totally, but not at first. Uh, I loved sitting in like the the upper section as a kid. Like, oh, if I was, if my like balance wasn't shot the shit and you know. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I used to go to a lot of like the Phantoms games when that was a thing. Yeah, uh, my dad took us to a few. Yeah, you all remember, the fights. Remember Staples? Yeah, all the fucking. Oh yeah. Just everyone just beating on each I other. Know. Happened, like all the time. It was so good. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, totes enjoyed that shit. See, it's no wonder we were drawn to moshing and all that when our parents were showing us men on ice. That might explain why I like like Viking metal. <laughs> men on ice fighting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. So. What else we got on the roster? Get your face on the roster. Mm -hmm. Have you actually uh, played any more Doom this week, or are you sticking with uh, being a ruler of a utopia <laughs> what did I play I played um a little bit of fallout downloaded a far That's harbor right. yeah I didn't really get a chance to play it no? um I made it to the new location um I really <laughs> no I didn't get a chance to poke around yet the um meetup sequence you kind of gotta like help them do a thing mm -hmm. and in doing so, you uh, you fight some baddies, and they're uh, they're pretty strong. Like it's a twenty plus zone. Okay. So yeah, so like it makes the overall quality of the game a little better because it kind of makes like the length of the game a bit longer. Mm -hmm. At least I kind of see it that way. I don't know. Fallout's a little bit disappointing. It is what it is. I mean, there's definitely areas where <clears throat> there's stuff where I see that they wanted to elaborate on, but I guess they just didn't have time. Like back in the day, they made time. I know. What? Nah. Um, I say um an awful lot. I gotta start knocking that shit off. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> I feel like well. they're all just versions of um. Yeah, but who cares? <laughs> I was gonna say we said it's like a level twenty plus area. I feel like my character would just smash through it. Oh, uh, yeah, easily. Um, God damn it. You, uh, you definitely made a character that is gonna kind of just wreck through the game. I didn't expect it to, because when I use that character, like, in previous Fallout games, it's rough, usually. But because of the way the, like, perks work now, 
It just, yeah. But I always used to build, like, a high endurance character because you're in the wasteland. I don't want to be fragile. Yeah. Like. I always tried to, obviously, do, like, a mid-range. Yeah. And that always ends up being interesting. I end up dumping a lot of points into, like, lockpicking and a weapon, usually. Usually pistols. I was going to say, you know what I also don't like? Having to rely on ammo. Yeah, uh, like, with the variety of weapons that I kind of like to carry around. It's kind of hard to pick any one particular set of ammo to have, like, info of. I mean, I had a lot for the minigun, and then mm. I used it. <laughs> yes, it's kind of a cycle of that. Like, make money to buy ammo to explore more. I wish there was more of an emphasis on explore. This being a sequel to 3, which fucking nailed what it went to do. Mm -hmm. Like, this really needed to kind of... Uh, what's the word? I guess just be a little bit progressive with the franchise. Not dumb it the fuck down and add a broken system. Like, the settlements are fun to build, are great in the beginning of the game, and then turn into a goddamn nuisance. I don't do them. You shouldn't not want to do them. Like, is, I had no desire thing. of building a settlement. You shouldn't, because there's no point. There is no act... They, like, they've obviously got rushed yeah. making this game. But not rushed, like, just like, oh, yeah, you know, you're almost... No, they weren't even almost done. There was, like, there were certain missions that I found, spoiler alert, if you haven't played already, um, but I find this tape about, you know, Dunwich. And I'm like, Dunwich? I was like, I was like, oh man, that's that's Lovecraft. And I go down this like mine, and I start going deeper, and there's like these weird flashbacks, and like all that, and I get to like this hole, and like there's been like this rumbling. There was like a computer that just said um, "safe in the light" over and over again. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be this awesome monster. Like this is gonna be so cool. And, like, it's the flashbacks and stuff start happening, and then, like, ghouls attack me. I'm like, this is awesome. I, like, go down this hole. I get a knife. And that's it. I mean, like I that could have been just what it was. I mean, that didn't necessarily seem like a total dead end. It like, wasn't a total dead end, but I wanted, like, when you have something saying, like, I'm safe in the light over and over again, I want there to be something to be afraid of. That's fair. That's a fair critique. I mean, I obviously wanted I don't care if it was more a... out of that, too. I mean, the Dunwich Horror was one of my favorite stories from H.P. Lovecraft, so... I mean, I recommend reading it, or... I'm almost positive there's a free audio version of it on LibriVox. But, um... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I wish there was more in that specific bit. But I don't know that it felt as... Obviously, just band-aided as some of the other areas. Like, the fact that the settlements, like, not only do they just send you on arbitrary Destiny-style missions, Ugh. like, 
you do one and another one pops up. So it's not like you can like kind of keep them under control and then mm -hmm. go do your things. You got to just start ignoring them and then your settlements start declining. But it's not a varying group of missions. It's get go to the, the satellite tower, get the ghouls. Go to this other one place and get the ghouls. Go to the satellite tower and get the ghouls. Go to the farm and get the ghouls. Go to the fucking... Like, are you for real? I spent $60 on this bullshit, and you're literally cycling around, like, four fucking missions on a main plot line? Hmm. Or what you presented to me in the beginning of the game as a main plot line. It just wasn't as finished as 3. Like, the DLC on 3 wasn't finishing the fucking game. No. So... Yeah, I'm kind of, like, angry Joe pissed about that because, I mean, this is, like, a very important franchise to me, and they're monetizing it. Yeah. As I, as I sip from my uh, Fall, yeah, Fallout cup that was released after the f number four. So fuck me, right? But, like... We still love the the environment. We still love the I feel. Bought, like I bought a Far Shore. I mean, I'm going to play it. I'm happy that we have it. I mean, I'm going to buy the other stuff because I wanted the full game. It's just, you got me for like 160 bucks, or 120, whatever it ends up mm. being. It's, it's approaching unreasonable. Yes. These fucking, act, fucking Activision. Oh, that's Bethesda, right? Yeah, but they're the... I, I, uh, usually wrong when it comes to this, like, video game companies, but I thought... Bethesda was the programming house, and yes. Activision or somebody like that was the production team. Okay. As far as I understood it, on that project, they had a boss, and their boss said, now. No bueno. I mean, you could tell, like, right after, they're like, here's a limited edition Pip-Boy. Oh, by the way, we're selling them. Yeah. Uh, anything to make the, the money. I, I wanted one. Yeah. Didn't buy one because I wasn't thrilled with the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's a, it's a simple formula. Put make, it this way. Make full games. I'm so pleased with Doom that I'm thinking about rebuying it with the collector's edition just so I can get that statue. <laughs> Doom, Doom was a, a super solid, super solid game. I'm interested to see what Zero Dawn looks like that that like primitive hunter versus yeah. like the machine monsters that looks cool it looks real it looks like it has some potential um we watched a decent chunk of a playthrough for days gone mm. that looks real cool is that the zombie one yeah yeah that um it could go either way we have to see what the game is if it's more than just horde control mm -hmm. and and kiting i mean I do love me some kiting and some horde control, but it again, it, we need full games. That seems to be the problem right now. No Man's Sky hopefully will launch soon and hopefully deliver can, on its promises. I know you can pre-order it now, so it's close. I'd have to check on a release date. I know it. Yep, yeah, it was supposed to be out now. I think. I I've, I've let them take their time. Like, oh, no. I, it would be contradictory to my complaint to say, where's my game at? But I, I guess I just more hope that we we get a vast majority of the promises. Most importantly, the 
shareable infinite universe. The shareable giganto universe. Yeah. Um, oh, and back on the Fallout, as a plus, um, I don't know, I'd have to check, but they claim with this more expensive DLC, it was twenty four ninety nine for the Far Shore, they claim it to be their biggest environment DLC released. Alright. So... Again, we'll get back to that. I'll, I'll report in later. <laughs> what? So, with all of that being said, I do believe that we have finally arrived at our destination. It is now safe to undo your seatbelts. Good night, ladies. It's very